0: Welcome to another edition of the Baseball America Prospect Handbook Podcast. J.J. and the Bear Podcast here, J.J. Cooper, along Josh Bear Norris. Howdy. We're going to talk uh, Futures Game today, new Futures games rosters, 2014 rosters have just been released. And we're going to analyze them, talk about them, who we're excited to see. I don't think there's anyone we're not excited to see at this, but who we're excited to see. We're going to talk about that. Do want to remind you first, though, go to BaseballAmerica.com store, and you get a special offer right now. Right now, you sign up for a Baseball America subscription, you get an extra month. We'll tack on one month free, so you can subscribe now. Good time to subscribe. Got futures game coverage coming up, but right now, really, mid-season prospect update stuff, we'll have a new top 50 coming up, but also July 2 coverage. Uh, Ben Battler covers the international signing period like no one else, and there's going to be scouting reports galore, there'll be signings galore, everything you need to know about the stars of 2018, 2020? Not, not tomorrow, but the stars of next week. Right. the 16-year-olds who are signing, and uh, will be names that you will need to know down the, down the road. Who the Miguel Sano's of the future are, or just, you know, who the Miguel Cabreras of the future are, if you mm-hmm. want to go that way. So, uh, that's something well worth subscribing for right now, and you get a free month if you do it. So, we do want to jump in, though. We're going to talk a little All-Star games, too, because we both came back from some All-Star games recently, but... The Futures Games rosters are what we wanted to get together and talk about today. So, we've got the world roster, we've got the U.S. roster, we'll go through it, kind of, we'll have our open-ended, who do you like to want to see, but I'd say let's just kind of look at it as a a whole, let's look at the world lineup. We'll start with the world position players. And uh, we've got catchers, Jorge Alfaro, Christian Betancourt, this is like... uh, Bettencourt, I think, uh, is going to be in the Futures Game Hall of Fame for uh, most appearances. Uh, he arrived early, and he's been sticking around for a while, so he, he's got several. Kenneth Vargas and Michael Alfranco at first, Jose Peraza at second, Correa, who unfortunately probably won't be in this game because of his ankle injury, Carlos Correa with the Astros, Francisco Lindor at the Indians, Javier Baez with the Cubs at short, Roselle Herrera, Renato Nunez, then an outfield adult Dalton Pompey, Gabriel Guerrero, Dario Alvarez, Stephen Moya, and Domingo Santana. So I ask you, who, who jumps out on that to you?
1: Well, if you've been in the office in the last couple of days, and you have, you've heard me on my uh, my Jose Peraza kick lately. The kid, I mean, lately he's on fire. Uh, he's, I think this month he's hitting four he He's got a however many games long June has been hitting streak. He's hitting every game this month. The last time he didn't get a hit was the All-Star game, the, Cal- the Carolina. do count. I know. But he didn't get a hit, so uh, in any case, he's hitting all five game, or all the games he's played in in Mississippi. Had a home run last night, hitting 522 there, plays incredible defense, steals bases like nobody's business, and doesn't get caught. I think he's 37 for 44 this year, so uh, I'm excited to see him. I've never seen Baez before, kind of amazingly. I just never run into him anywhere, so I'm excited to see all the, the, the crazy bat speed I've heard so much about. Uh, Domingo Santana. I haven't seen him since Lakewood. I, you know, he's doing really well as a 21 year old in Triple A, homering, not striking out as much lately. You got a bazooka of an arm. Uh, it's
0: funny when you say bazooka of an arm. I've always kind of wondered, you know, what you know what is like our best. What is the best arm term? Because bazooka, I could see. But it's safe. bazooka,
1: howitzer, cannon.
0: It's all firearms. Howitzers arms. though, are kind of like a you know really howitzers a misnomer. This is J.J. poking the J.J. here. Howitzer is a misnomer, because a howitzer is a gun that fires a shell up high into the sky and lands. So, a howitzer actually would be a very, like, would be like a 20-arm. So, Johnny Damon possessed a, a howitzer. A rail gun would be like, you know, like, you know, would be a uh, an excellent or a, 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 a nail A nail gun. A well, nail gun's are not that, you know, a, a laser, you know. But, uh... But I've always kind of, like, a bazooka, like, it only launches a rock at a very short distance. So, you well, know.
1: well, point being, Domingo Santana has, has whatever, a really good arm. whatever firearm I you digress. <laughs> I digress. Last time I, I had a firearm, it was a BB gun, and I yeah, shouldn't do that again. <laughs> um, but we, we, we neglected to name the, the pitchers here. We're getting, you know, we, we're, we'll get to
0: that next. But, okay. so Jorge Alfaro, if you haven't got a chance to see Jorge Alfaro, he'll be fun to watch in this game. Uh, one of the best athletes we've seen behind the plate in a long time. I also, had to be honest, a little worried because he may also let a couple balls go back to the backstop with the amount of velo and the amount of stuff that he'll be, uh, be handling because he's still a little raw back there at times. But uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, Short stops is obviously, even if we don't get Correa, Carlos Correa, Lindor Baez is, is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, I, I think that the outfield, this outfield is actually probably something that's going to be overlooked, but is actually pretty, is not terrible by stretch. And I mean that, that sounds like very faint praise, but mm-hmm. Dalton Pompey, Gabriel Guerrero, Stephen Moya, Domingo Santana, Daryl Alvarez, those are not guys who were in, none of those guys were in our preseason top 100. Right. And, but several of those guys are very interesting. Gabriel Guerrero, uh, you know, related to Vladimir Guerrero, His is cousin. a very interesting
1: Oh, I, I loved him at the, uh, the Carolina Cal All-Star game to jump our gun a little bit. I mean, first of all, if you look at him in the face, you realize he's related to to Vladimir Guerrero. He looks like Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> it's it's kind of creepy. He looks more like him than Vladimir Guerrero Jr., which is kind of interesting. Uh, but he has just unreal power. And right now, obviously, the plate discipline isn't there. Um but it that's, is, something, but that's is, something you can learn.
0: I was going to say, but not like that, but his, his, you know, but Vladimir says, and if you're special, you don't even need it. Because Vladimir Guerrero never had played discipline. He
1: almost hit a ball out of Wilmington, which is like uh, like a, an almost hitting the ball out of the Omaha park. Right. I mean, that is.
0: <laughs> it's like, hey, he hit it to the warning track. That's awesome.
1: Which kind of makes what Kyle Waldrop did there a little more special. He hit it out to center, which is something.
0: That's almost impossible. Uh, yeah. Except for the for non-Joey Gallo category. Mm-hmm. Nothing is impossible for Joey Gallo when it comes to home runs. But no, I think Dalton Pompey is interesting from the standpoint of a, a top-of-the-order guy. Uh, first base situation here, a lot of years when we're picking the... I, I should preface, MLB picks the futures game for Oscars with consultation of MLB.com's guys, you know, Callison Mayo, uh, the MLB Scouting Bureau, and they're nice enough, you know, we've been involved in it since the, since the start. We're happy to say here at Baseball America, but there have been many of those years picking the Futures Game World roster where you're looking for world first baseman, and you go and you go, okay, can we find a guy? That's not a position that's usually very stacked. Michael Franco's is a third baseman who also plays first, but he does play first. Mm-hmm. Not having a great year, but a legitimate prospect. And Kenny Vargas is. Not a stud prospect, but a very interesting
1: one. And he's having a great year. And having
0: a great year. Switch
1: hitter with, with big power from both sides who gets on base. I mean, I'll take that.
0: Those are two guys who are very, you know, like, they're, they're not afterthought guys who are just on here because we have to put a world first baseman. I was excited to see that because that hadn't always been the case in the past years. Catcher also. Catcher has been one that rolled catchers in the past. There's been some years where it's been a little thin. To see Alfaro and Bethencourt, that's not that's not thin at all. Those those are both you know very legit guys. Let's go to the U.S. position players. Then we'll go back to the pitchers. Catchers of Pawlakie and Justin O'Connor, DJ Peterson, Peter O'Brien at first, Mookie Betts, Micah Johnson at second, JP Crawford, Corey Seager at short. Stop for a second. Third base: Joey Gallo, Chris Bryant. Okay, well, actually, I'm digressing here. We're going to spend a little bit of time just on the third baseman because let's be honest. If you had Joey Gallo, Chris Bryant, in this game, in BP, and you just filled the rest with random GCL and AZL random players. Random people from off the street. It'd be still fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. They're, I mean, those are the guys who, I, please, I hope they're in the same BP group. I, I really do. Yeah. You know, I want to see, I, I wanted to see it be, because if you've never been to the Futures game, the batting practice before the game, in many ways, is as entertaining as the game, because it's an all-star game. This isn't something where, you know, you necessarily are going to do your two bunts and then hit to the opposite field. Some guys will still do a professional BP work on things. Some guys, and in this situation, I appreciate them for it, are going to say, I'm in a big league ballpark, all these people here, I'm going to put on a show. If Chris Bryant, Joey Gallo, ideally I want want DJ Peterson and Peter O'Brien all in that same group too, I want those guys to put on a show. Excuse me. uh, DJ Peterson's fine, but I would like Corey Seager in that group. Corey Seager in that group, too. Let's just have fun, and let's just see how many balls disappear. And that, uh, again, Gallo, last year, that's what Gallo did every BP. This year, Gallo takes a very professional BP in a slightly disappointing way if you're just there watching. But he doesn't hit nearly as many home runs normally. For one day, I think I said this on Twitter I hope we get Monster Gallo for that day where he just says in BP guys watch. I mean, again to sum up Joey Gallo, we wrote this in the capsule for the futures game. I think or maybe he hit the tenth longest home run at Petco with a wood bat the year, the summer before his senior year in high school. He yeah. can hit. He can hit for power. So Bryant and uh, Gallo excited.
1: Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, as I did on Twitter. Um, I I was more excited about the guys that I haven't gotten to see yet, and I've seen a ton of these guys. We're uploading video right now. I think this year alone, we've seen 27 of the 50, Uh, and once YouTube plays nice, you'll have them all up there. Uh, Michael Taylor is a guy who's had a really great year. Um, He plays really good defense and center, steals bases efficiently, like I said, just with Peraza, and is hit for power this year. He did it in Puerto Rico uh, in Winter winter Ball 2. He tore up Puerto Rico, but... As I wrote, it's not – Puerto Rico is not the biggest test in the world, but it was kind of a,
0: a – it, it ended up being a, a precursor showing right. what he's doing this year.
1: Right. Uh, who else have I not seen that I haven't seen Henry Owens in a long well, – I'm jumping the gun again. Pitchers. Uh, position players. Position players. I haven't seen Plowecki in a long time, and I want to see this insert firearm here that Justin O'Connor has behind the plate. Uh, he's, you, do, you don't run on Justin O'Connor. He picks guys off. He steals. He, it's, it's an eight arm.
0: Yeah, and and he's still a little rough back there as far as some of the other things receiving. He's a converted guy who converted to catcher, but it's a pretty special uh, package.
1: And and I say this, I wish they would have these things at All-Star Games and Futures Games and whatever. We have it at the BP. We have the Home Run Derby. I want to see some sort of competition where you can show off your catching arm, show off all that Francisco Lindor can do. We don't get that,
0: but we do get infield.
1: right. And I'm looking forward to infield, too. Right. I mean, so what what Francisco can, uh, Francisco Lindor can do, Jose Peraza can do, all those guys can do, instead of just having to watch the game
0: and wait. It, it is funny. This roster's so loaded that we went by the name that Mookie Betts is here, and we're just like, oh, Mookie Betts is here. And I know you've gotten to see Mookie Betts. I've gotten to see Mookie Betts.
1: I mean, it's not ad nauseum, but I've, I've seen what Mookie can do. I know the Mookie show.
0: But I'm very excited that Mookie Betts will be in this game, because... Well, for one, this is probably the last year, the last opportunity for Mookie Betts Futures Gamer.
1: If, if you're really going to be optimistic, maybe he
0: doesn't get there. Mm-hmm. I want him there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is uh, outfield, Michael Taylor, Jesse Winker, James Ramsey, Hunter Renfro, Josh Bell. Josh Bell, I, I, I saw Josh Bell in spring training, but I'm excited to see him get very, very good year this year. He's having the year where you go, oh, he got five million. Which, unfortunately, for Josh Bell, last year was like, he got oh, $5 million? He, got, he got $5 million. <laughs> you know,
1: much better year. Um, he's in Florida State League again, and he's he's still there after the All-Star break, which isn't totally a surprise, given that they have Willie Garcia up at Altoona, and he's a guy that they like, too, and other scouts like. Well,
0: and with Bell, Bell had a—this is, is the first healthy year Bell's had, the first fully healthy year. He had the knee injury last year with some nagging stuff. I could see with him more than some the reason to say, no, we're just going to let him build on success more than, than a guy, you know. But, yeah, it, we, are, we have reached the point in the year where most of the guys who've torn up leagues, this is the official, get promoted to the next level. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of those guys get promoted. And some of those guys went, went to the major leagues. Marco Gonzalez, hello. Yeah, Marco Gonzalez, you know, we, we, Marco Gonzalez hopes he's not in the futures game now. You know, he he doesn't want to be back. You know, he, he's he's happy to be uh you know in the in the big leagues in, instead.
1: I wonder if we we'll look at it later if the Cardinals' schedule brings him to Minnesota before the Futures game.
0: That's interesting. I don't think. So. Oh, I would guess not. But he could. You know. Okay. But also, shortstop Corey Seager. I don't think either of us think of the shortstop long long term. But JP Crawford, Corey Seager, that's
1: JP Crawford's a shortstop long long term. Like when I'm I'm 29 now. When I'm, when I'm 40, when I, my ex- age. I expect him to be a shortstop in the big leagues.
0: Right. and, and then, So that will be, uh, again, the shortstops in this game are always good, but let's not deal with Carlos Correa's injury right now. Carlos Correa, Francisco Lindor, Javier Baez, J.P. Crawford, Corey Seager. That's, those are five potentially top 25 prospects, and that leaves out, I mean, there are some guys
1: who didn't make it. Right. Um, um, Addison Russell obviously had no time to make it. He's going to be a top, really 20, good. top 25 prospect.
0: Raul Montesy, you mm-hmm. know, hey, it's not like Raul Montesy won't have another chance to make this. You know, we'll, we'll give him another. You know, he's, he's, he's 18. You know, but um, but no, I, I do think that that's really stacked. You said I, I agree with you. I'm kind of excited to see Kevin Ploiecki because he's very interesting, and, and I want to see... Any question I've ever heard with Kevin Pilecki has always revolved around defense more than offense.
1: I had a scout tell me the other day that he's the Mets catcher of the future. It's not Travis Darnot. Travis Darnot is yesterday's news.
0: Right now he's today's news. He just got called back up. Good for you. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Pilecki, and the funny thing is, again, you know, Blake Swihart, we both would, we oh, both, yeah. that's the guy who we'd love to see here. Again, probably get a chance again next year because... He's in Double A now. They got Christian Vasquez ahead of him, who is really good too. Yeah,
1: he can defend. He you can know, catch and he can hit a little, a bit. little. hit
0: he's not, he's not, he's a, not Swihart. But no, he can hit. No. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a loaded roster. now. The rosters always will take a little hit from now because we're still three weeks right, right, roughly away from the game, two and a half weeks. And by the time we get around to the game, a couple of these guys will probably be called up or be heard or things like that. But, man, rosters are, are very solid. Let's go to the pitchers. World uh, pitchers, Francisco Montas, Julio Urias, Jose or J.O. Barrios, take your pick, how you want to call it, Luis, Luis Severino, Domingo Herman, Jorge Lopez, Ennio Romero, Alfonso Alcantara, Edwin Escobar, and Teron Guerrero. Um, you've seen Montas. I've seen Montas. We liked Montas. I like Montas a lot. He'll be great in a few in a one inning stint. Yeah, he brings it up to the upper nineties in whatever and a start
1: and in whatever inning stint a start is for that day. And he's been up to hundred before. He's a big, big boy. Think. Bartolo
0: Cologne, big boy no. Not, no i mean no, just, just, just no, no, the hips or no, what no, no, no. not His quite as fat but when if someone gets in their you know mind you say Bartolo Cologne. not as not as they're thinking like slow pitch softball beer league body and that's not what Montas is Montas a, is big but Bartolo Cologne is like can he run around the bases big He's frighteningly obese Montas is just Montas has to watch himself He has to watch himself <laughs> Cologne, Cologne doesn't have to watch himself. He watches that, oh, it, it it left a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I'm just saying, he's not in the same body there. Urias, my, my stat with... Uh, On who, the other side. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with Urias. Urias, Julio Urias is, is that when Julio Urias was born, Derek Jeter had already played over 100 games in the big leagues. He's young. He's very young. That's kind of frightening to think. But uh, I... I do wonder, I have not looked this up, but he may be the youngest, I would guess, I have not looked at every roster, I would guess he's the youngest player we've ever seen in the Futures game.
1: I mean, yeah, probably. That's... He's, he's
0: not just 17,
1: he's playing the whole year at 17. He's a baby, he can't do much of anything at night.
0: <laughs> it's true. Hey, where are we going? Nah, no, I can't. Is it 18 to get in? Can't get in. Um, but uh, he'll be obviously fascinating to watch, um, and... We're very interested to see him in a, a short stint. Berrios is... Every scout we talked to has seen Berrios loves some Jose Berrios.
1: And what's not to love? I mean, the numbers are insane lately.
0: And the stuff's good. Really good, too.
1: Yeah, I think it's... I, I don't know if I'm confusing him and somebody else, but I think over his last four, it's 46 strikeouts and four walks. That's really good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Luis Severino?
1: I love me some Severino. Unfortunately, when I got to watch him this year for the first time since last spring training, I got the worst start of his career. Uh, but he was up to ninety-eight for me. Uh, really good changeup that he was doubling, tripling, and quadrupling up on, <laughs> and uh, a slider that needs a little work. But he's six foot one ninety-five, and the questions are always going to be about his size. But there are guys out there who uh, buck that trend, Johnny Cueto being one, Jordano uh, Ventura being another, and hey, Jo Barrios being another. He's six no, foot know, one. He's six foot one eighty-seven. Tim Hudson. Tim Hudson. Yep. Tim Linsicum yeah, well, Lincecum's a little, little different breed of cat, but right, yeah. But,
0: but still, I mean, Lincecum's knock was, when he was coming out in the draft, was he's short. Well, <laughs> he's got a couple of Cy Young wars on his you know mantle that say, hey, you know.
1: Maybe they blow out a little quicker, or they, they burn out a little right, quicker. Not blow out, a
0: different yeah. thing. but The bigger ones seem to blow out quicker. But <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I, I'll take guy I'm interested to see, Taron Guerrero. Saw him in spring training a year and a half ago. And really, didn't even see him pitch. Just saw him walking, saw him do PFP, and was like, who is that? Monster's not the right word, because he's like 19, you know, he's kind of really skinny. But like, who's that guy who's towering over everyone, seems reasonably coordinated for that, and looks like, give him five years and he's really going to grow into something. That was Taron Guerrero. This year, he kind of grew into something. Last year, he was awful in the Midwest League. This year, he earned his way out of there with you know, a pretty insane strikeout-to-walk ratio. He's got a fastball that 97, 98, you know, to go with the slider. He's interesting to watch. It's, it's a very solid world roster overall. I'm always excited to see that because that's the tougher one. We now will see the U.S. roster, you're going to have guys. The world roster, I... I love when it's a really good roster. It's a really good roster. A lot of Puerto Rican players in this roster. It's, again, credit uh, John uh, John Paul Morosi just point, just tweeted it out. You are seeing, again, another sign of that baseball in Puerto Rico is... Ten years ago, we were hearing about baseball in Puerto Rico being dead.
1: I wonder how much of that is due to the Carlos Beltran Academy.
0: I, it's... That and the Puerto Rican Baseball Academy. There's a I mean, lot
1: I seem to hear. Carlos Beltran Baseball Academy called a lot during that draft conference. Puerto call. Rico
0: Baseball Academy also. Um, you know, you got Correa, you got Baez, you got it's it's a it's it's baseball in Puerto Rico. Thumbs up. Um, World. So we go to U.S. pitchers: Henry Owens, Noah Thor, Syndergaard, Jake Thompson, Daniel Norris, Hunter Harvey, Robert Stevenson, Christian Binford, Marco Gonzalez, Lucas Giolito, Braden Shipley. That'll do
1: that'll do just fine
0: <laughs> okay one guy who who are you most who do you I'm not even gonna say who are you most excited I will say who's the guy that you think is gonna be who's gonna wow the most in one inning of work there I have an answer it's gonna be Giolito. I agree
1: I mean I saw him two two days ago and I wasn't I was wowed for two innings and mad for the rest of the time because he lost command and then Greensboro had a field day on him. But for those two innings, it was really, really good. I mean, the fastball was 93-96 with good movement. Uh, the curveball, it almost seemed like there were two different ways. I don't know if this was just a factor of the, the mechanics not being on that day, but there was a big power, uh, almost 12-6 to six more, 11-30 to 5-31. And then there was one that kind of cut and had dual plane break that you can see the video I posted the other day that wiped out whatever hitter was at the plate, and the changeup was really really good for me. Which is
0: impressive because that's normally his third pitch.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a lot of
0: people's first pitch. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> yeah, he watching him in one inning when he can air out is going to be fun. Um, I'm not saying he's going to have the best outing, but I'm very interested to see Daniel Norris because. Daniel Norris, I give him massive loads of credit. There are not many guys who've pulled off what he did. Daniel Norris, for the first, I don't know, seven pro months of his career, was terrible. I don't mean bad. I mean getting his brains beat in pretty much every time out. What's wrong with him? For a guy who got a whole lot of money, how is he as bad as this? What's the the problem? And he didn't go into a funk. He worked with his coaches. He got better. And then it was like the light switch turned on. And the funny thing is he always had stuff, even when he was giving up two hits an inning. Even when he was walking a lot of guys. The light switch going on, he's gotten better and better and better. And now he's very much the Daniel Norris that everyone thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. And that's... That, I, I give him a lot of credit because there's not a lot of guys who... A lot of guys, when it goes bad like that, it's really hard to pull out of it. Daniel Norris pulled out of it. Henry Owens. One inning of Henry Owens is going to be... Uh, that could either be really fun or not so fun. But lately, it's been all fun. So okay. I'm thinking it'll be fun. Because lately, he has been insanely good. Right now, if if it goes as it is right now... and Partly because Tyler Glasnow, again, does not have enough innings to qualify. Um, Henry Owens led the minors in batting average against last year. Henry Owens is leading the minors. Well, I shouldn't say. He's right now not leading the Miners. Daniel Winkler is. Daniel Winkler is not going to lead the minors in batting average against because Daniel Winkler is not throwing in our pitch this year. And he will not qualify, unfortunately, because he's hurt. Henry Owens is second right now. So Henry Owens would, again, lead the minors in batting average against. And he's doing that at the upper levels. This isn't a guy in A-ball.
1: Right. Um, who? I'm. I'm interested. In, we'll go back to the world team here for a second. But uh, Domingo Harmon mm-hmm. there's a guy who was not in our top 30 for the Marlins, who obviously wasn't in our top 100. I, I had to look just now to see if he's on the depth chart, and he's made himself a really. A, he's had a great year so far in the the South Atlantic League. He's a little older, uh, but it's fastball. It's they don't fastball. check
0: your body in the mound. Pitchers can be a little older than hitters. I'm. I'm. I'm generally believe. It's fastball. It's
1: changeup, and it's. I guess he calls it a curveball. Slurve? It's a slurvy, sweepy thing. But um, it works. He gets hitters out, he throws strikes, and he was up to 94 for me. So it's an intriguing arm. And they've got two or they had three intriguing arms at Greensboro with Matt Milroy now gone. Uh, But they've also got Harleen Garcia down there who's kind of the same idea but from the left side. He doesn't walk anybody
0: either. He'll be interesting I got to see Hunter Harvey uh, start the All-Star Sally All-Star game uh, a week ago, I guess, today. And it uh, was his best outing. It was a great outing, but it was his best outing in the last three, because yeah. two before that were the two worst outings he's had this year by far. Um, and Hunter Harvey... He was good last night, too. And Hunter Harvey, in in a one-inning stint, can be really, really good, too.
1: Yeah, I got to see him in Delmarva... Not in Delmarva, in, against in Lakewood against Lakewood. And he was very good. He wasn't great. He was very good.
0: Well, you're a curse on pitchers. No I know. Who, I know. Who's been as good as they could be for you this year? Who? Matt Milroy? Chris Sale? Chris? Well, okay. Non big league Cy Young oh, candidate? Oh, oh, oh what are you talking about?
1: Jeremy Hellickson got his brain beat in last time I, I watched I understand, him. <laughs> But non Cy Young category? Uh, who have I seen that's been tremendous this year? I don't think I've seen anybody who's been really.
0: I got you one that because you were there on the same night I was, Leclerc. Oh Jose yeah, Leclerc. oh yeah.
1: I was I wasn't thinking relievers. Jose Leclerc was very very. Jose
0: Leclerc was every bit as good as Jose Leclerc can be for us. I would say Montas was pretty. Oh yes, Montas was very good too. Um, but Miguel Almonte, I think you've seen, and he hasn't in been spring, as, but yeah, he hasn't been as good as he could be. Like still, I'm still waiting. The best like the best outing I've seen this year is still Alex Reyes in spring trading. and he might be the best outing I've seen at BA. Uh, I saw him. That was,
1: might have been the first or second game I went to as a member of the staff. And I didn't even know who he was. I just saw that he got $500,000. All right, I'm going to go drive to Burlington. And for the first inning, he couldn't he couldn't hit me in the stands. He couldn't hit the stands, period. And then he had, like, eight strikeouts that night, and I think seven of eight of them were on three pitches.
0: That's I, – I. the thing I saw was is he was facing the Marlins in a spring training game and against one batter, the batter bailed on back-to-back breaking balls that were strikes. I mean, like – I mean, do it once is one thing. He did it once, which I don't blame Reyes. Like, if you're do that, I'll do it again. He broke off another one. And the hitter who just saw, wow, he made me look really bad on that, did it again. You know, now Reyes is a guy who... he His his ball breaks so hard. It,
1: you've heard of Frisbee sliders. This is, this is a, a boomerang curveball where if the catcher doesn't catch it, it it's coming off. back to the mound. That
0: would be pretty good. Um... Uh, so, again, that's the Futures Games rosters as we, you know, are sitting here getting ready for the game on uh, July 13th. Target field in Minneapolis. Uh, again, the rosters will probably change a little bit because, as we've seen, Marco Gonzalez is up. Carlos Correa, well, let's talk about that for a second. Carlos Correa slides into third, hurts his ankle on, I think, Saturday night. Yeah. And he's going to miss time. We don't know yet how much. If, but If he's there, I mean... Probably not going to be in the Futures game. Just looking at it from a prospect standpoint, there's one thing that I'm inter- you know, that is interesting about this. I'm not concerned about his development long-term because of this because he loses time. He's way ahead of everyone on that. He's one of the younger guys in his league. You know, I, Really, the thing this cost him is, is I would have been shocked if he had not been promoted to A soon, mm. soon. And by this, this means he's not going to be promoted to A soon. But I don't even know if that slows him down much because assuming a full recovery... He'll go to the AFL now, which maybe he wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I think
1: Jeff Luno said. On Jeff Luno has already
0: said he's probably going to go to the AFL. If he goes to the AFL, he's still on the same pace. I still, I will put this prediction right now. I, If it's not for service time reasons, and there may be for service time reasons that change this, but I think he goes to spring training next year, and there's a decent, a pretty decent shot that they're going to look around and go, he's the best guy in our team how do we not bring him north well, well not north how do we not bring him west because really from Florida from Kissimmee to Houston it's not really north it's just west well thank you we just lost Jonathan VR podcast listener <laughs> sorry Jonathan <laughs> but you know, I, nothing is. You know, but I there were guys I saw who saw there were guys who saw spring training for the Astros last year I talked to a scout' who's like I can't tell you that Correa is not the best player on this team right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's very good. I'm always a little more skeptical of guys until they get to double-A because double-A double ventures have a way of...
0: That's true. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> but uh, the other part of it, though, is that I am concerned with this, is that you hear more and more scouts who are convinced that Correa could play shortstop. But Correa, the knock is, is he's not a great runner. He's going to slow down further. The concern you have to have with this is you hope this ankle does not slow him further because he doesn't have, he's got great anticipation, he's got a great arm, he makes all the plays, he's got enough range. If this cuts into his range and his mobility long-term, that's a concern. Because not in that he's not going to still be great. It would just mean Carlos Correa, great third baseman, not Carlos Correa, shortstop. That's the concern.
1: Yeah, I and mean it, it's, it's, it's a setback right now, and we'll see. But he's young, and I'm sure he'll have plenty of time to recover and regain that range. And he was in fine health before that, so there's no reason to think that it's certain he's at third base. And by the way,
0: one last thing on the future game before we go to the All-Star games. Okay, it would be great to see Sanoa at this thing. How much of a bummer is it that the game's going to be in Minneapolis, it's going to be in Minnesota, for Twins fans... And Byron Buxton won't be able to. be Oh there. no,
1: I, I I agree. It was I've been thinking about this for months. Once once Buxton went down, it was okay. Once Sano went down, it was okay, you're not gonna be able to see Sano at Target Field on you know, on July 17th. That stinks. Oh, and Buxton's down too. That really stinks. This was supposed to be a showcase for those two guys and the youth movement that they have coming. And you're gonna get Kenneth Vargas and you're gonna get Jo Barrios, and those are nice. But they're not Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton, and that's really a shame for the fans who are going to come to this ballpark, this beautiful, new-ish ballpark, and hopefully should should have gotten to see two of the top five prospects in the game.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, but So on to, you went to the Carolina-Cat All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I was jealous, because that is my, of the minor league All-Star Games, that's my favorite. It was pretty good. Um had the, the
1: hitting challenge the day before that was kind of interesting, the backward home run derby. Where they so, hit. Did,
0: so how did the fans not get pelted with...
1: Well, first of all, not many people hit them in there, okay. and, and it's just the same way um, regular home runs are hit in the major leagues, they're coming at players in the bleachers, they're coming at people in the bleachers, just, you, you, you bring your glove and you try to catch it. I guess it's
0: far away, it's not like taking a screaming line drive. Right, over. and
1: they were about 15, 20 feet in from dead center, uh, just because you're... Don't want him next to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> ow! I hit the wall. That and you have balls just coming back to the pitcher, and, but still, not many were hit. Uh, I think. The, those
0: the, Wilmington's an impossible place to hit a home run. You gave him twenty more feet.
1: <laughs> the the wink. Uh, no, you don't, because you
0: got some field. You got some behind the home plate. That's too. true. That's
1: true. Um, Winker was the winner with five, and he, aside from hitting five home runs, looked really good. The swing to me was really, really that's nice. Jesse
0: Winker's second home run derby win in two years by the way midwest league home run derby champ last year too
1: it was a really smooth good looking swing for me and the ball
0: came off his bat
1: with plenty of authority he didn't look like he really had to try to muscle up to, to hit a lot of balls out johnny damon embarrassed himself a little bit at the home run derby <laughs> he was on hand for his, his number to be retired and i think he was hitting with a broken bat but i as i wrote in my notebook piece before he came to bat he took Jesse Winker's shoes and hit in Jesse Winker's shoes. So, literally, Jesse Winker can say he's walked in Johnny Damon's shoes or vice versa. I think that was kind of a pretty cool moment there. Uh, not really any other guys stood out at the home run derby part. The next day, uh, I liked Enrique Burgos, the pitcher for, uh, I think he's an Arizona farmhand, if I'm remembering correctly. Big, nine, big, big boy. 98 mile an hour fastball, 90 90 mile an hour slider. He's got a bunch of saves in the uh, in the Cal League. Stephen O'Curt was very good. He saved us from extra innings by striking out. Sean Plefner. I got extra innings. <laughs> I got a tie. Well, we were we, if if they if they had gone ten innings and been tied, it would have been a tie. And you know George Brett was on hand. And he knows what what a, a tie means. So um, those those two guys stuck out pretty well. Uh, as I mentioned, Gabriel Guerrero was really nice. Hunter Renfro showed some pretty good power. Jorge Alfaro, I've seen a million times, and he was still athletic as ever. He had a triple.
0: Uh, Hunter Renfro air helped.
1: Air, air, air quote, triple that he got around the bases in pretty good time on. And like I said, Kyle Waldrop hit a ball out in Wilmington to center, which I've never seen. I've seen plenty of games
0: at Wilmington. Um, Saturday league all-star game was uh, also pretty fun. Uh, Aaron Judge put on a very nice show in BP. He's a massive, massive Man, uh, uh, he's a human, he's he's like Stonehenge big. Uh, just photo of me and him, talk, him me talking to him, and I look like I'm five foot one, five foot two. Um, and tall are you, really? close to six. I'm about five, eleven now. I've shrunk. I used to be six foot. I'm old. Um, but uh, in game, you know, Hunter Harvey was it was good. Uh, not great, but good. David Dahl had a nice double off of him to start the game. Uh, pretty good lineup for the uh, I guess it would have been the. I think it's the Western contingent, even though it has Asheville in it. But, uh... they're North and South. Yeah, North they? South South. I think it's the Northern contingent. Uh, whichever one. Whichever team Dahl was I on. I mean, now, to be honest, no one really goes, oh, I'm playing for the pride of the Sally League North or, you know... South. But, um, whoever it was, they had Dahl, uh, Ryan McMahon, um, Aaron Judge. Uh, it was a pretty good top of the lineup. Um, but, uh uh akil morris in his 0.28 era actually gave up a, a couple of runs so <laughs> not uh not akil i mean i think i would if that counted i think it would have doubled his era for the year or more um but to be honest it was not as stacked as your you know it's just not it's well I got, I got two leagues you I mean. got two leagues uh, i got a very big league to see but uh but it was a very fun time uh, i love the all-star games i the guys, the players. I mean, they'd love to have three days off in some ways because it's a long season. But at the same time, they also love. This a very low key. These aren't counting your stats. It's a reward. BP is a fun thing. If they get to hang out with guys who they don't get to see normally. You know, it's. There a lot of times you know the parents are there. Right. Um, it was just fun to you know it, it's a it's a definitely a fun event okay. and Texas League All Star Game is today. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Joey Gallo is not
1: in it. He's sitting for three days while Chris Bryant has tied him for the, yeah, money, for the professional baseball
0: home run lead. I, I was gonna say I, I, Gallo doesn't like giving up the home run lead. I don't think so. He did come back and hit four. Yeah, yeah I, I think this is just giving him a chance to uh, re you know repower up the power ups. As uh,
1: uh, as at tepid participation said on Twitter, he's just gonna spend these three days dragging railroad ties <laughs> up a hill. <laughs> But,
0: uh, yeah, Gala, and then Peter O'Brien not far behind. Yeah, he had there, two more yesterday. It's a great home run race. This
1: is, this is McGuire and Sosa and Bonds and Griffey all in one. I, someone, I think it was on the, the O.J. Simpson documentary the other day, saying that Ken Griffey Jr. had 30 by the date, by, by the end of June, when he was chasing, 94, when they were
0: chasing. Well, uh, by the end of June, it was by, yeah. like, June 18th. Yeah. That I was at Tiger Stadium that day. I I, I was stuck. I was stuck in a Tiger Stadium parking lot, I think it was a Tigers-A's game if I remember right, stuck in a parking lot where they parked every car. You had to wait till every single car in front of you got out to get out. So we were in that parking lot for like an hour and a half, and we were listening to the, uh, the OJ Chase. But there, You were oh, like five. Ninety-four, I was nine. Uh, so you were probably not listening and watching the OJ I know, Chase. I,
1: as a matter of fact, and this is kind of blasphemy, I didn't care about baseball at that time. I didn't know baseball at that time. I, my, I, was, I was
0: on a postgraduate trip going to, I went to a ball game, a, a Brewers game, a Tigers game, an Indians game, and a White Sox game. The Cubs were out of town, so I just got to see four ballparks I hadn't seen in six days.
1: I, yeah, I, I was a year away from acknowledging baseball as a thing that existed, so uh, <laughs> that's kind of interesting there. But point being that he's right there on close to that pace, and he's ahead of the pace. Chris Davis, G- Gallo this is, and Bryant too. Ahead of the pace that Chris Davis had last year when he hit fifty three, so I don't know if they're going to hit that many because they don't have the extra it, month. But I was going to say that
0: you, it's not really an accurate, you know, because it's like, and then they're done. And by the way, Chris Davis still had another month to hit those home runs, but um, but both of them are on pace. I mean, forty is insane in the minor leagues. I'll be very disappointed we don't have someone more than significantly more than forty this year.
1: The only the only thing that's going to stop them is a call up,
0: yeah, or an injury, and, but a call up, and they'll they would either of them would gladly trade 45 minor league home runs for a call-up. I,
1: I, I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast before, but which guy is most likely to be called up of those two? I think Bryant.
0: I think Gallo. I know that there's more of a need there because, I mean, although it's a, a need at a position that he hasn't played, I mean, they don't have a first baseman right now. But two things. One, I, I think the Rangers are out of it. Right. If the Rangers are out of it, there's no reason to call him up early. You know, there's – You're planning for next year. This is not a rebuilding team who needs a guy just to give a spark. Hey, you know, if he's ready next year, he's ready. Bryant, I mean, obviously the Cubs are out of it too, but Bryant's already in AAA and... But in AAA, it's very small, but in AAA he's doing
1: one thing. He's homers. homers. He has five hits in AAA. They are all homers.
0: Right. So. (laughs) Yes, he has to improve on that before he's ready for the call-up. But I do think... I think that in Texas, you don't have to sell fans on, hey, we're a good team. Rangers fans aren't dumb enough to say, I mean, they're smart enough to know. We've been a multiple-time World Series team recently. We had a whole lot of entries this year. That's them. In Chicago, it's a youth movement. I could see him not coming up because you're holding off arbitration, eligibility and all that, but there also is kind of the need for, at some point, Let's show off some of the shiny toys to show you what's coming. It looked like it was going to be Javier Baez, that first guy of that. Chris Bryant's ahead of Javier Baez right now on getting up there. Because, for one, Javier Baez has had enough offensive troubles that you can't move him off a shortstop to still let him work on other positions. I, don't think, I think there's someone intentional on that and that he doesn't need to have other things to worry about. He just needs to worry right now about not striking out two times every game. Yep, and again, he's 21 in AAA, so he's got time, plenty of patience there. And and Starlin Castro is having a great year again, so it's not something where. So you're not going to move him to third, though. No. Well, or you're going to have to move Chris Bryant. That's going to be a weird switcheroo. No, and and by the way, I love Arthmendi Alcantara. Yeah. <laughs> Second
1: base. Bad problem or good problem to have?
0: Yes, a very good problem. Uh, again, i if you're a Cubs fan. I would not be worried long term nearly. I know it's frustrating to be going through this, and but I know
1: we probably said this a thousand times. I wouldn't be worried long term, but this time it's for real.
0: No, but no. I mean, Cubs have you know. Yeah. Next year's been a lot. There's been a lot of next years. Yeah, there have been. There have <laughs> been a hundred plus, you know. But no, I, I do think that you know that this is, uh, you know, that, that this is uh, a very good core. Now we still have questions about pitching staff. We'll see on that. But it's a very good offensive core.
1: So let's let's. What are you what are you watching this week? I know I know what you're watching this week.
0: Well, we're going tomorrow, me and you, JJ and the Bear, hitting the road to go to Burlington to watch the Burlington versus Elizabethton. which is um, going to be just stocked with the capital stock. Martin Gasparini, Chase Fellow, DJ Burt, uh, Nick Gordon, Nick Gordon. Name Mike, your high hard Michael thrower. Michael Cetera. Attention. Sam Clay. Michael. We don't know. I mean, that's always a. You I mean, know, they're on the roster. We don't know if they'll pitch to you know. Tomorrow. Jake
1: Reed, uh, Dick Birdie just signed. How fast can you get here? That'd be awesome. That well, would be really probably awesome. Not,
0: probably not tomorrow, but <laughs> no. planes are amazing things. <laughs> but yeah, but <laughs> that would be awesome. And he's coming from Louisville, so. And we don't even know that he's going to Elizabethton. Yeah. You know, that's a... well. It seems like that that's where they're sending all of them. Yeah, so that is true. <laughs> like I said, I mean, oh. he's, he's either on there or he's going low A. I mean, that's the way to put yeah. it.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean they're. All of their picks that are signed from rounds 1 through 10 are in Elizabethton. That'll be fun. Um, that's going to be a really good game. Tonight, I'm going to go see Nick
0: Kingham uh, at Durham. Who's You know what? He's like one of those nice, he's not even a sleeper prospect. I mean, it's funny, you know, I'm not mocking, a, you know, but like you'll see on you know, the web, like, you know, sleeper prospects or whatever. And you just like, if a guy is a top 10, top 15 guy in an organization, that's not a sleeper guy, you know. But, but Nick Kingham is a good, he's not the top, Prospect in the Pirates organization, but, but he'd be he's a top
1: prospect in others.
0: Yeah, there's there's organization. I'm, I do the Angels. Mike Dick Kingham. The, if he's an Angels prospect, he'd be the number one prospect. I do the Brewers. Uh, well, for this, update. he would be the number two prospect. I take Jimmy Nelson over. We'll see you tonight. Um, <laughs> I guess
1: I haven't seen Jimmy Nelson. Um, and then let's see the rest of the week. I think I'm going to Greensboro for Lakewood and Greensboro to get my last fill of Lakewood or the Pine Barrens, as they were for one day last week. Uh, before they go home, I get Andrew Knapp. And unfortunately, I have, I've cursed shortstops, apparently, because Malquin Canelo, who replaced J.P. Crawford, is hurt now, so I won't get to see him. But Andrew Knapp is interesting. High round pick last year, who had Tommy John surgery as a position player. There are, like, three of those now, uh, with him, Mac Williamson, and Sano. Um, and then maybe, if I'm feeling real frisky, Canapolis uh, at the end of the week, because Charleston's in there. Clay Luis! Cl- yes, Clay Luis again, but I would... Clay Lewis, and you can get Clay Lewis versus Omar Lewis.
0: Who's <laughs> up to Canapolis versus Charleston. Oh, so that's
1: now. I the way it's shaken up, they're they're playing a four game set, and the one guy I'm not going to get to see is Clarkin, which you didn't get to see last time either. No, it's <laughs> kicking
0: the teeth. Uh, and Louis Severino's bummed about that because he knows that he'll suck because he's well. Luis Severino's
1: in High A. Oh yeah, he got a promoted. So I'm not going to deal with him. But Brady Lale is the guy on Friday, and he's a, a sleeper guy who could work. There's a sleeper. I saw him. He. Was he in the All-Star game? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a guy uh, who could work his way into the top 30 for the Yankees. He's had a great year, a nice little sneaky low 90s fastball with a big old curveball, and there's a change in there too, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. I'll go find my notes for you. Um, but he's a guy who, who was on the borderline of the top 30 last year, and I liked him. He came in, when I saw everyone for the first time, he came in and relieved him, and I have a little bit of video of him, and he was intriguing. Uh, I think that's all I'm doing. Yeah, he goes to
0: a lot more games. I have kids. I don't go to as many games. I don't have any kids.
1: Um, And I think I've been to like 75 games this year or something between spring training and wherever. It's
0: insane. It's (laughs) awesome. But, well, that's another episode of JJ and the Bear. Probably the longest one yet. Um, But uh, I I don't know if it'll be up on it with this, but hopefully we'll have the logo for this. Um, If you've ever seen BJ and the Bear, you should enjoy. Thank you, Linwood Webb, our uh, graphics uh, artist extraordinaire for working that up. For Bear, I'm JJ. Thanks again for the download. We'll be back again next week. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold
1: reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp,
0: refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medello, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import Chicago, Illinois.